You are listening to the Angie Chu Podcast Radio Network. I'm not sponsored, but gray matter, uh, blue light glasses are really stylish and nice, and I like them. So buy them. Um, gray matter, sponsor me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Banana Stoves Podcast, where we are recapping the Circle US Season 1, Episode 3. And without further ado, I'm one half of this podcast, the Angie Chu. I'm, I'm the other half of this podcast, everyone's favorite father figure, weird uncle, black truck driving, pancake eating, hot dog loving, brunch having now. Papa D, what's good? Woo! How are your uh, brunchy pancakes going for you? My brunchy pancakes are good. I prefer. I like Cheesecake Factory brunch pancakes. They are very. They are very pleasant. Um, always good. They also have this special. They have this special syrup with butter infused in it already. Haven't really had a bad experience. Wish they had breakfast sausage instead of bacon. But you know what? The bacon is not bad. No, nor are the eggs. That being said, Cheesecake Factory is the only place I will go for brunch, to be completely honest, for breakfast, because crowd isn't that bad. Where if you go to another brunch place like, let's say, First Watch, um, Zegs, even Shoney's or Highland Mornings, all these places are going to be packed to the gills with people. And you know what? Even when COVID is no longer a thing, which, P.S., let's face it, it's it's always going to be a thing to an extent despite the fact we're opening back up in Kentucky on June 11th. I'm like, it's just one of those things before then. I was deeply introverted, just didn't like dealing with crowds and a crap ton of people. Um, You know what? That's why, like, I was a breakfast person. But you know what? Brunch is for friends. Okay? Just acknowledging that brunch is for friends. So it is what it is. I I will say, um, in terms of brunching, because I'm extremely not a morning person and neither is my husband and <laughs> by the grace of God, our, our son is also a second shift natural person. So like he goes to bed at like midnight, he wakes up at like noon. It's amazing. I love it. Um, if you go to first watch, <laughs> I'm scared to have another child because another child might wake me up at four in the morning every day. Um, no, you love it now. You're not going to love it when he has to go to school at seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, I'm going to hate that regardless. I hated going to school at seven in the morning. I was like, do I have to do this? Um, But yeah, First Watch uh, is my favorite. And for anyone who hasn't been there, doesn't know their hours, First Watch serves until 2.30 every day and then they close. And most people go between about eight and noon. So if you're a First Watcher and you don't want the crowd Roll in about one o'clock. Um, a lot of people have already dispersed, but it's early enough where you're not being those people to the kitchen staff where you're like rolling in right before they close. So they're still more than happy to cook. You're not inconveniencing them, but you get a table within minutes instead of there's going to be a 45 minute wait. So that's my uh, my first watch feel. Um, you can also honestly just if you like first watch just honestly order to go during the pandemic that's all i did like everybody else um if you want us go there i recommend go honest i'll t- what i'm gonna say is i'm gonna adjust that from what i've seen when it comes to first watch between 8 30 and like 
noon is when it's really full. Like 9 a.m. is every, because 9 a.m. especially is when everybody's awake. But if you get there between 7 and 8.30 in the morning, you ain't got to deal with that many people. It's great. Service is good. You get your get your food, you get your drinks. If you're weird like me, I personally love drinking water out of a coffee mug just to make, just to fit the aesthetic and, you know, make me feel more adult, despite the fact I don't drink coffee, just makes me feel better. Okay. It just makes me feel, just makes me feel more adult. Like, hi, I'm here at my, I need a cup of joe. Am I tired? Not really, but this fits the mood of 7.30 in the morning, because I don't need you thinking I'm a morning person, and I'm actually super awake right now, because then you want to talk to me, and I'm like, no, I, I don't want to. Like, I'm up, but I am not in the mood for any type of conversation. It's like getting a haircut at 7 o'clock in the morning. Why are you talking to me? I mean, I'm no disrespect, but why are you talking to me? Like, no, no. Cut the hair and be cool. Cut the hair and be cool. There's no need for, there's no need for a lot of conversation. It's 7.30 in the morning. Okay, not talk to me until nine. No, not even an exception. Don't talk to me till nine. <laughs> I, I'm I'm slowly showing my age with like music. I feel in the morning, and, and before anyone's confused, because I just got the story today that I don't look my age again. Uh, Papa D and I are both the same age. He just turned thirty-one. I'm almost thirty-one, and uh, the first time I noticed it a few years ago, I was driving somewhere with my husband. It was like eight thirty in the morning. And he put on Slipknot and I made him turn it off and put on Stone Sour. I was like, it is too early for this music. And I like Slipknot, but, and I had listened to them that early before, but all of a sudden my body said no. And um, a few days ago, I had been listening to BTS the night before and I get in the car. It's about, you know, 10 o'clock with my son and BTS comes back on. I went, ah, and like turned it off and put on Frank Sinatra. And as I started driving, I'm like, I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm getting old. I'm turning into that, turn that crap off. It's too early person. And I don't know what's yeah. happened to me. First of all, there is no age limit on that. There are children who I guarantee are like, no, I do not need to hear a WAP at seven in the morning. I need I used like to be like a Skrillex at seven person though. Oh like... my God. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Skrillex was somewhat easy listening compared to some of this other new fa- new age stuff. They know. Let's start the day off right. Let's get some Bruno Mark. That's what I like. That's what I like. <laughs> like, like let's let's do some Bruno Mars in the morning, and we ease into some little John and the East Side Boys towards the towards noon. Okay, we'll ease into all right the BTS for you or the freaking Guar and Slipknot for me. Yes, I am black and I like me some Slipknot and some Avenged Sevenfold. I'm ashamed. Oh um, yeah. Um, yes, I, 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 I like some headbanging music. I, I have no shame whatsoever. Hashtag no shame. I, I no, have, I have rock lyrics tattooed on my body. I, I can't say anything. <laughs> no, I'm not going that far, but no, let's start the morning off with some Bruno Mars, some Adele. Okay. Let's slow it down. Let's, let's not shake ourselves awake out of that beautiful, beautiful haze of just getting up in the morning after sleep. No. We're going to ease our shit into this with some Lindsey Sterling, with some Adele, with some Bruno Mars. Want to go super old school? We'll go with some Otis Redding. What y'all know about that? Yes, we'll go with some Otis Redding. 
maybe some Justin Timberlake, some like from that 2020 album. Um, you know, just some slow stuff. Chris Stapleton. We're not going hard yet. There's no need to hit the ground run. We're not hit the ground running type of people. We're not the rock who, when he, the minute he puts two feet on the ground, the devil goes like, oh shit, he's up. Motherfucker, we gotta go. Like, he's up. He's bringing his own hell with him. Hot damn. Like, nah, we ain't, we, no, we're not hit the, we're not hit the road running kind of people. We're like, we're gonna ease into this, sh- we're gonna ease into this shit for a minute. Okay, there's no need to be rushing. Like, no. No, I gotta hit the gym, clang and bang, take over the world by 9 a.m. No, okay. World's gonna be there by 9 a.m. I will work on that shit then. Like, right, it's seven. This is me time. We're gonna calm the fuck down and ease into some shit. Well, well, speaking of people that don't know how to slowly ease into shit, okay. let's talk Miranda. 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 Oh my God. The tequila with no chaser. (laughs) Like, oh my God. Like the straight straight shot. I don't care. I'm shooting my shot. I want to know some stuff about you. And I ain't afraid to ask. Because social media. Oh my God. I will will say like, because I've mentioned like, with a lot of the other cast members, like, how do I feel about them? You know, would I hang out with them? Miranda, I do like Miranda. I would be friends with Miranda. I think she'd be a lot of fun, but she would also be one of those friends that always gets me in trouble where I have to be like, you did what? <laughs> you did what? Because uh, she, she, it's, I mean, editing did her dirty a few times where she is like, I think that went really well. And it did not. <laughs> and, and I feel bad for her, but I love her. So this episode starts where the other left off. You know, we we at the end of episode two, they were like, everyone's getting buffered except one person of the new player's choice. And as Sammy is like, well, you know, I hope I get picked because I don't want to be buffered. All of a sudden, her circle screen turns into the spinning wheel of death, and everyone's just spinning and spinning, except for Mercedes. So Mercedes is, you know, the the VIP of the evening. Uh, A black box arrives at her door. She's wondering if it's a sex toy, and it might as well have been. But instead, it's Prosecco and a chilled wine glass. Um, You know, Miranda opens a conversation, and she says she chose Mercedes because she's funny kind and also very beautiful uh similar to how she did with antonio mercedes realizes she can get like another number on her side by these people having the hots for her so she starts to flirt back with miranda miranda's loving this and meanwhile everyone else just goes to bed early because they have nothing else to do pretty much spinning wheel of death almost as bad as the puerto rican arch of doom um just literally nothing and you can't do nothing except read a book and so you're just like nope we're done because i'm kind of i'm kind of drunk and for some i'm full off pizza so you know what we're gonna go all the way to sleep miranda then speaks to karen slash mercedes they flirt a lot um, basically that's all this was. It's like, I feel like Miranda's just not even hiding it. I want to talk to you because you're beautiful. And I'm like, oh my God, please hit on me like that. <laughs> um, like for like, just, just, ah, uh, just throw it out there. Don't tell me what you want. 
Like, yes, everyone else is just freaking out about the new player because they're like, oh, my God, I got to uh, – we got to get this done. But at the same time, it's like can't do nothing tonight. Spinning wheel of death. We can't even talk to each other about this new player. We're done. Let's go to bed. And they just go at it, and they flirt hard. And, like, Miranda's leading it, but Mercedes slash Karen's giving it straight back. And it's one of those things where it's like, wow. <laughs> okay so if she i'm like she's not getting eliminated this week because uh, oh yeah spoiler alert she's safe this week because she's new um so she can't get eliminated but at the same time it's like kind of wish she was just so that way she could be like i'm gonna visit somebody i'm gonna visit at somebody's house then it's gonna be like who we visited and we're gonna figure it out and who miranda's type of chick she'll bang she'll bang whoever she visits just to just and then stay the night like you gotta go. I'm not leaving. Like <laughs> you will, have to drag me out of here. She will bang like half the cast, and she's just unapologetic about it. Like male or female, there are several people she has the hots for. Little does she know, some of them are catfishes, but she has the hots for people. Um, and we actually but- cover that this this episode, in which case. The title of this episode, in my opinion, because the thing that stuck out to me is what we're going to cover later. Basically, the mallet doesn't like the screwdriver. That's real, because just honestly, it's what happened when two tools go to war. Like, that's all this, ev- that's all that stuck out to me on this episode besides Miranda. I'm like, cause you- and you'll find out later what I mean. Oh, yeah. And I, I still like both of the tools. Um, so, but I'm, I'm enjoying watching them go to war because they are just opposite coins. Like, like they're, they're the same person almost. Um, but the next morning, you know, everyone gets up, they see that there's a new person named Miranda and they're like, Oh, a girl. And they also notice that the influencer checks are gone from Sammy and Antonio. So Sammy and Antonio are a little worried. Everyone else is like, yes. I'm going to be the next influencer. And everyone quickly notices, you know, Miranda's gorgeous. And they all pick up on the fact that, you know, her main picture, she doesn't have any makeup on. And and, which is extremely rare, not only for social media, but especially for reality TV. And, you know, Sammy even comments, you know, I have maybe three pictures of myself without makeup on you know just just as a young woman like like there's instagram filters that put makeup on your face like days where i just don't feel like getting put together i have like seven filters to choose from that will put some form of makeup on my face and smooth my skin so that it looks like you can tell it's a filter but it's not bare face so for miranda who is drop dead gorgeous to put herself on national 4k television bareface like like it just shows what kind of confidence this girl has and it's it's wonderful to see i am not that person but it is wonderful to see that she is <laughs> it is a power move it wasn't intended to be a power move but it's a power move it's like haha this is what my face looks like naked to see the rest <laughs> of what i look like naked you'll have to get to know me but yes, that's literally, yeah, it was a power move and, the, and everyone is quaking in fear. Joey's in love. Shuby's just straight up like, gotta protect my boy Joey from her feminine wilds. And he's not wrong. Joey will throw all this away. Like, can I get your number? 
They get your number like, hey, yo, can I get your number? You know, hey. I know it's a horrible Italian expression. I'm sorry for all any Italian listeners. Yes, it's horrible. Blame Jersey Shore. Um, but like, for real, everyone thinks she's drop-dead gorgeous, which she is. She's very attractive. And like, nobody... And as like as as we know as the audience, she is bisexual. So it's like, oh God, she's been with both. She knows how to pleasure both sides. Let's oh, go. Cool. So then, uh, you know, she's like, I need to get to know these other people. And if you remember, at the end of episode two, she was wondering who to meet, who to reach out to. <laughs> and so one of the people she had mentioned, you know, other than Mercedes, was Antonio. So she decides to start her morning with him because in his profile, he mentions, you know, loving to cook. You know, he's been roasted by Joey for having the hot dog emoji and cupcake emoji next to that. Um, But Miranda messages him and asks him if he can help her poach an egg. Um, And Antonio doesn't know how to poach an egg. And I'm not being snarky because I don't know how to poach an egg. Uh, Papa D, without Googling, do you know how to poach an egg? I do not. Um, no, I straight up do not. I have looked at TikTok at this point. I know how to hard boil an egg, and that's only because of my grandmother. May she rest in peace, Betty Boop. Um, like only because of my grandmother, and I know how to scramble an egg. And I don't even can't say I really know how to scramble an egg because it's like I don't crack eggs open and like put them in a skillet. No, I actually go out and buy the egg cartons that basically have the liquid egg in it and I just pour it into a skillet. Um, Which also honestly just saves me time with eggshells. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I know they're not fatal, but at the same time, I get something crunchy in my eggs, I'm losing it. Like just like, nope, we're not doing that. Um, I also have seen where if you hard boil an egg to where everything's dot, where everything's solid in there, if you all you have to do is technically if you just crack open the the top part of it or the bottom part of it and then technically squeeze it from the top, you can just squeeze it out of the entire shell. It pops out. Really? Like, oh, I saw it on TikTok. I know. Um, I need to do our, that. I eat so many hard boiled eggs for just like easy protein, and I'm always just like taking like two minutes just peeling off the shell like i need to try that i've got like four of them in there i'll eat yeah. one after we record this like oh like my yes it's you gotta hard boil it you gotta crack the bottom and then like i forget how you do it but like you literally just kind of push it from the top and it'll just like kind of just pop out with minimal eggshell on it if any i'm just like oh that is dope now, at the same time, you do have to be careful because if you pop it, of course, and it go and it like hits a hard surface too hard, you have egg everywhere and like, what the hell? Um, so I mean, like, proceed with caution. But yeah, saw it in a TikTok video. Um, didn't look fake, so I'm like, dope. Um, I reckon, but no. Short answer is no. I do not know how to poach an egg. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. that's something I'll have to Google if if I feel like trying or not. Give me a scrambled I, egg and call it a day. I, I Googled it and it's one of those things where like I'd have to literally be doing it as I follow the steps to be confident in it. And when I hard boil and scramble and sunny side up an omelet already, I just have such a low desire to <laughs> add poaching to my, my repertoire. 
But, you know, Antonio is just like, add some salt and pepper and, you know, whisk it. And, and, and you're good to go, <laughs> winky face. By the way, you're beautiful. I love your pics. And she's like, you don't know how to poach an egg, but thank you. And she starts um, flirting up and she wants to see his eggs, if you know what I mean. She's like, you were my, my second pick oh for the after party. Who do you like best? And Antonio's like, oh, you know, I, I don't have a favorite, so maybe it can be you. And she's like, well, Mercedes has my heart, but you can be my number one guy. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a horny episode. This is a ridiculous episode. Like, part of me is low-key kind of shaming. Like, no, Miranda, come on now. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, I get you're single, but at the same time, like, come on. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that's going to flirt with everybody, damn near everybody. Just <laughs> basically just like, if I make everyone horny for me, they won't vote me because they vote me out because they're going to think they have a shot at getting up in this. And I'm like, oh God, no, no, baby. The no. thing is, I think it feels, it feels genuine for her. Like she is flirting with almost everyone, but I think she does have at least a lustful interest and everyone whereas you see like mercedes aka karen like playing it up towards antonio and miranda um where where there's not really a connection there but it's like yeah i'm gonna keep you guys on the hook like i think miranda really would spend an evening with these people and get to know them and then show them a good time after dinner like i i think it feels genuine with her interactions with them yeah um It's hard to read her. I know she basically said, I fall hard, I fall often, and, you know, it hasn't worked out so far. Part of her interest, I'm like, okay, so you're that lesbian. I'm like, or you're that bi woman, where it's like, I guarantee she falls for women. Uh, Falls hard for women. I refuse to believe she falls hard for dudes. Um, Dudes, I feel like it's more of a controlled descent. Like, oh, he's nice. You know, it seems okay. You know, let's see. And it's like, oh my God, you're amazing and beautiful. And you're like, you excite me in every way. Oh my God. I just sit on my face. Um, And and it's okay. Because I feel like I do that sometimes. Like, you're beautiful. Oh my God. Uh, You're beautiful. Oh my God. Please be interested in me. Please be interested in me. Universe. I don't ask for a lot. But just give me a shot. But yeah, no, like for real. Um, it, it For me, it's hard to read. I get that you're saying she's being genuine. Maybe she is. My thing is like, uh, I'm like, uh, I just like, that's the type of style I don't want you to play. Now I get it. If it works, it works. I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't be that person. But it is what it is. But yes, they flirt a little. They talk about the after party. And, you know, Antonio finds a creative way to basically say without saying, I don't know how to poach an egg. To where I'm like, I have no game because I'll be like, don't know how to poach an egg. I can hard boil it, scramble it. Um, Well, if Antonio's me, that's all he knows how to do. I can't (laughs) do a sunny side up thing. I've seen videos, but it's like, uh, nope. Um, Scramble an egg. I can't make an omelet. <laughs> um, well, I've learned to make an omelet on accident. That's a story for another day. Um, but you know, and, and Antonio, 
he 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 gives her some advice. So I hope she did make some kind of yummy egg. And then we uh, cut to a, a morning soak sesh and uh, the inflatable hot tub. This is just I, I it was so funny to see it because it's this high budget production. But this is just literally like the four hundred dollar Intel inflatable hot tubs that you can buy from like Amazon and Home Depot that like. I, I know people with this. I've been tempted to get one. Um, and he's just having a soak. Uh, he starts talking to Chris. Chris doesn't seem to know there's a hot tub. And he's like, excuse me, what? Like, so we know where Chris is hidden. And they just have like a really nice, casual conversation. Yes. They declare themselves to be in a bromance. Yep. They're like, we're going to be the next influencers and yep. protect each other. And, yep. you know, Joey, because I, I started to wonder like, how far will Joey take this? You know, <laughs> you know, is he playing it up or is he serious? And he's like, I'll be the king to your queen. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's a genuine friendship here. Um, but it was nice just to see this kind of casual convo between these two. Because th- these are two people where they both seem nice enough, but you wouldn't expect them to gravitate towards each other. So it's nice to see them like reaching out to each other. It is. Um, I'm going to say they probably blew their entire budget on like the seven apartments they had to rent in a building, <laughs> like the top two floors, not counting the whole like influencer room where it's like, oh, uh, what about the upstairs? We need a hot tub. Get the $400 one for freaking Amazon. Call it a <laughs> it's only going to be one of them. They have their entire own apartments with TV, with literally video monitors cameras all this crap we can afford like if they complain about the hot tub we'll get another as in another contestant not a hot tub um but yeah no and then my thing is like chris is low-key flirting with this dude a little bit and i'm like oh shit how's joey gonna say joey takes this in stride like i respect joey a lot because he's obviously very secure in his masculinity to be able to flirt with this man back a little bit, but also be like, bro, we're going to be dope. Cause Chris is talking about like, bro, I got Nick, I got drunk and got butt ass naked and ran through the woods. And I'm like, okay, um, we're just being open. All right. Dope. (laughs) Joey is taking this in stride. I'm like, bromance and a little bit of flirting. I'm like, Joey, you, uh, (laughs) <laughs> um, you hey, bro. I mean, it no judgment, it's 2020, dog. Like, but you know, you uh, you a little bit down with the you know, down with the dog. It's okay if you are, dog. It's okay, no, no judgment. I mean, like, bro, I mean, there the sexuality does not matter when you have a facial routine like that. But I'm like, what type of facial do you like? It's okay <laughs> if you like all kinds, bro. Semen's great for the skin, I've been told. And the teeth, it's a teeth whitener. Didn't know that, but at the same, so I'm like, bro, you trying to get a special facial and teeth whitening, uh, you know? But yeah, no, they at least form a bromance and they're good. So I'm like, all right. See, I've mentioned mentioned on the past two episodes that Joey, the first time I watched this, I didn't like him, and he very quickly started to grow on me and turned into like one of my favorites by the end of his duration on the show, and. This was the episode where it really started turning. Where, like, you know, unfortunately, there are stereotypes, and he's acting like, you know, a Jersey Shore bro 
you know, in the beginning. And, you know, the second episode, even though I laughed, his like R.I.P. to our dead homie, Alana, and he's still kind of, you know, overly broing it. But this episode where you're starting to see more of his softer side, like this is the turning point of Joey for me, seeing how he reacts to people like Chris and Shuby, especially like this is when I'm like, okay, Joey. Okay. Let's see what's going on in the end. I'm like totally team Joey. So it's, it's nice to see him starting to do that transition all over again in this watch through. Um, Speaking speaking of Shuby, we also have a small conversation between (laughs) Rebecca AKA Seaburn and Shuby and Shuby was partying so hard the night before that he has lost his voice. He has partied himself hoarse by screaming and dancing in his apartment and Seaburn as Rebecca, you know, mainly converses, but also flirts slightly, you know, just to kind of lure him in and let him know, you know, I'm going to keep you safe. If you keep me safe, like we've got new blood coming in, let's protect each other, you know, hashtag, you know, stick together. Yes. Yes. In which case, all I'm thinking is, uh, because part of me, honestly, what I'm thinking is, Shuby's not showing any actual attraction to these people, which is what I like. He's just like, oh, that's nice. And then like, just keeps moving more. I'm like, Shuby, you innocent, good-hearted soul. Jeez, I'm like, oh my god! I, like after this show, Shuby, I, like I, Shuby, I hope finds a nice, wholesome woman to just hold him down and just ride off into the Indian sunset with, um, in very nice base colors. Because side note, what from what I've seen about authentic Indian, Middle Eastern, just chic. And, and garb they have some of the dopest brightest base colors and just i've ever seen in fabric like their blues are ridiculous and reds and pinks and greens like they're very they have very colorful things and i love it digging it bro like shout out to even to like the indian culture like for real y'all are amazing but I, no. I, would, I would love to one day just like vacation in like Mumbai or something and just go to the outdoor markets like I just want to go to the markets and shop and I would be so happy (laughs) honestly I'm good with that all I want to do go to an Indian paint party just go to a party yes holy like freaking powder paint I think you have to wear some like white garb which is even better because it's like I'm gonna wear this I'm gonna get painted up and I'm never washing it again just gonna Febreze the heck out of it. We're keeping the color. But like, yeah, no, for real. And then also, secretly, I hope he gets into a throuple and like you have the nice chick who he's married and you have like the side chick they both know about on the side that secretly corrupts him because he's like, you're so wholesome. Oh my God. I must corrupt you. My little dirty. I'm like, because you deserve it, damn it. You just like, I, you deserve some just weird kinky bad woman who's just like I have a heart of gold and I love him and he's not going anywhere and he's also really easy to satisfy and freak out which I'm super happy about same time he knows he's a good person he's not taking any shit like fuck yeah go you Shuby but anyway yes 
Shuby is not falling for anybody strumming him wild, but he is trying to sit here. He's making friends and he's making alliances, including Mercedes slash Karen and Chris, because she starts a chat with him later. And um, him and Chris calling it Mama's Boys, which, like, let's be real. You can't have a group called Mama's Boys without motherfucking Joey, because he is a self-proclaimed Mama's Boy and freaking proud of it. Just Italian dude who loves his mother, goes to Sunday dinners, and you guarantee that's a five-course meal where you take breaks in between, unbuckle your pants to be like, oh, oh God, okay, that was good. That was good. We're going back in. Okay, we're going back in. Let's go. Um, but yes, basically she checks to make sure they have no hangovers and they talk about Miranda. You know, like, oh my God, new blood, what's going on? And basically Mercedes reveals she met the new girl. Chris is like, oh my God, you met her? What good? But Mercedes is able to sidestep and navigate to where like, ha ha, I didn't answer any questions about the new girl. What was said, just told you I met her. And they call themselves Three Musketeers because they're going to try and stick together. Yeah, this was this was a fun scene. And, you know, we're really starting to see how much of, you know, a, a good uh, politicker Mercedes Karen is where she is, you know, learning so much from all these people and giving away very little of her game. Like, like so far... She has no one has said, I wonder if Mercedes is a catfish. There have been people who don't like Mercedes, but she has kept her stuff under wraps. Like she is very clever in that regard. And this also, you know, helps her with an alliance with Chris and Shuby, because since she just openly admitted like, yeah, I was at the after party with Miranda. She seems really cool. They're like, oh, Mercedes feels like she can trust us to give us this info. And that that strengthens their bond as well. Um, we also see that Shuby, you know, openly is like, Miranda seems like the type to just play the flirt card. I have to keep Joey safe. He's my bro. And Chris just flat out admits like, I'm a little wary of her. I don't know if I trust her so far, especially with all this flirting. And Mercedes just kind of promises both of them, like, I'm going to play it safe. I'm not going to let her manipulate me or influence me. You know, we're going to stick together. Yep. And you know what? Smart plan. Because basically, like, Mercedes is really, is really just um, weary of everybody. But at the same time, of course, she has to be because Mercedes is really caring, catfish. It's just like, I got to be careful with everybody because it's like they could get try and get to know me and then it blows up in my face. I'm just like, good, good. Let it blow up in your face. I, <laughs> I know you don't like catfishes. Um, which catfish do you like more currently? Do you, are you team Rebecca or team Mercedes? If you had to pick one, which one do you like more? If I had to pick which one I like more, I got to go with Mercedes. And the reason for that is because at least Mercedes is a woman for the love of God. And she's at least, she's a lesbian and, uh, but like, I can't get behind Rebecca and Seaburn because that's too real. That is way too real. Rebecca slash Seaburn is half a, is half a dozen other 
um, just ne'er do wells and hood and hoodlums and evil individuals who were sitting on plane tickets ac- for across the country, preying on lonely guys like Stans and Bills and Ricks who were just looking for a genuine connection and are willing to put up their money to freaking fly somebody across the country to meet them. And in exchange, they're just going to exchange a Rebecca is just going to go to the airport, claim the ticket, fly there. What will end up happening is just like what happened in Malcolm in the middle. Um, They're just going to walk into the air. They're just going to walk out of the gate. Just see the guy holding up the sign. Rebecca, Rebecca going to be this nice, innocent guy with glasses. And and if we're lucky, if they're lucky, they'll be like, maybe they'll be like, have a nice day, dude. And then walk right past him. But more than likely, they'll just be like, oh, that dude's waiting for Rebecca. Oh, well, sucks to be him. Hope, she, hope he eventually finds her. Um, Whatever. And then just walks by and then just goes like, I'm about to enjoy Denver, Colorado. What's good? Um, like, oh my, like I can't. Seaburn's too real. Seaburn's too triggering. Mercedes isn't much better. But at the same time, at least if she flirts with women, well, she has a girlfriend. Oh my God. No, like Mercedes is not much better, period. Um, like she's the, really the good. The to give Mercedes Karen is the fact that, that she is playing more of a, a bisexual game um for the sake of the show and she is doing some flirty manipulation to progress herself but overall she's essentially playing herself remember she started and she was like inside i'm a softy but people see my heart exterior and that's what they expect so a lot of people never get to know me and mercedes is actually her middle name so in a way she is herself Whereas Seaburn is literally like, we see him in this episode, like thinking like, how would Rebecca actually respond? I'm going to add a hun, you know, that, that seems more feminine. So like, I, and I like them both. I, I genuinely like them both. I think they're both fun uh, characters, but I, I have to give it to, to Karen Moore. She's the least catfishy of the catfishes. Um, whereas Seaburn, I, I do enjoy him and especially his, attire and antics it seems like he's always got props and weird goggles and giant dinosaur slippers and onesies and stuff and I'm just thinking like this man didn't pack any normal clothes and I love it are you a cosplayer sir like what's going on am I going to see you at a convention post-covid like like but but to me like Severn is completely acting complete catfish life Karen, there, there's some realness to her. There's some realness in Mercedes to her. There is. Um, like I said, if I gotta pick, pick a Mercedes over freaking um Rebecca. Rebecca. Um, just because is it they're both triggering. They're both people I don't want to deal with. They're both like like they're both they're both the reason why I don't ever fall for anybody on the internet. Period. Like, I'm not going to do it. Like, the Catfish movie alone was enough. The Catfish series on top of that was icing on the cake. This is just a 2020 example version of why I'm like, I can't trust. You can't trust anyone on the internet. Not really. If you're not meeting in real life, if you can't meet them in real life, assume they are a dude named Bob in a basement with glasses just sitting on here having fun. Do not, uh, that is it. Do not assume anything else. 
but yeah, like I'm just like um um I don't like either of them. To be completely clear, but if I have to pick one or the other, Mercedes I dislike a little less than I do Rebecca because at least it's the same damn gender. Like literally, Rebecca slash Seaburn is like I gotta make these. Boys. I'm like stop right now. You're hunting stuff like you. How dare you approach Shuby? Trying to lure him in under your but under your pretend bosom of safety when you don't even have a bosom, you have a man chest, skinny man. Ah, ah, I'm sorry, it's this trip, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, oh my god. Well, for, for more of a, a flirtation than a trigger, uh, we go back to Miranda and her antics. Uh, she starts a chat with Rebecca and Sammy to introduce herself to them, and they both quickly realize Mercedes isn't in this chat. I wonder if she talked to you know Mercedes last night, and Sammy just outright is like, who'd you, who'd you talk to at the after party? And Miranda says Mercedes because her looks are intriguing. And yep. she quickly adds that Sammy and Rebecca are also gorgeous. Uh, she heavily flirts with them. And then she asks if they are into women. Um, you know, <laughs> Seaburn as Rebecca, you know, thanks her for the compliment. And then is like, huh, I am bi-curious. And you can tell it just like happened <laughs> to enter his thought right then. And I just love the way he says it. Like he's having so much fun with us. And, you know, Sammy, of course, is by. Um, and so she's she's a little turned off because Miranda says she's mostly into guys, but she enjoys a pretty girl. And I, I know several, you know, bisexual friends who, who hate this kind of mentality of like gay for a day and stuff or, you know, people who just like to make out with other, you know, women who make out with other women for fun. And so the person who's actually bi or pan gets feelings and the other person doesn't have any feelings. It was just a fun night. So Sammy's getting turned off of Miranda. Um, and this is the first time we really see Miranda get done dirty in this episode because she's like, that was a great conversation. And Sammy's just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. So, <laughs> so Miranda, honey, you're starting to say a little too much. Like, you're at a 13. We need you to dial it back to a 10 at this point. Um, you know, Rebecca's intrigued, but you're turning off Sammy. For real. And to which case, I understand that completely. You never want somebody who, you know, you never want somebody who's not in it with, with the emotions. They're just maybe in it for one night of fun. You call them gay for a day. I've heard them call lurds, which is a short for lesbian until release date. This is mostly for female inmates. Um, and then you have, um, then you have gugs gay until graduation, basically with those women who want to spend their sophomore, who want to spend their sophomore year onward being lesbians, just like running around, sleeping with women. I'm like, I'm not, I predict these men. We're just going to sleep with women until graduation. Then like, up, oh, gotta find my MR, get my MRSs, you know, um, get my MRS degree, uh, basically. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't blame her for that. I can understand that nobody likes somebody that they feel like, at least in the past, in the past, not even them, just in the past has played that. I mean, you're really nice, but I don't, I'm not really into people into you like that. Like nobody likes that period. When you find out somebody's not into you, like as in not even into your sexuality, you're catch, 
catching feelings and they're just like, yeah, we just had a little bit of fun, made out a little. And like she and like, you know, we gave she did hand stuff, but that was it. And like, I'm like, what the no. Like, I gave you my heart with that hand stuff, damn it. Like, no. And then like you was like, it was just fun. And like, but you know, I'm really into him. Literally into him as you turn down this hot woman. It's like, yeah, okay. I get why you're triggered. I get why you're upset. I do not blame you at all. Um, so it is what it is. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's it's you know, I feel like a part of it's society where, you know, despite, you know, there there's still being all of these, you know, bills and stuff that need to be passed to give LGBT people equal rights, which yay, we're in Pride Month. So this is the perfect conversation. Like okay. I feel like it's always been more socially ex- acceptable for women, especially, you know, very effeminate looking women to just do gay stuff. Um, no one really cares. Like two girls making out, like if it's butch people, there's usually some opposition I've seen even on like reality TV and stuff, but just two pretty yeah. ladies randomly making out. No one cares. They can go all the way and still like, it's not really a, a question. Whereas a guy can just sit too close to another man. It's like, are you gay? Like, what's going on? Like, 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 like so I, I definitely feel like Sammy, especially being a party girl, has been in that position where she's probably met someone at a bar, you know, gotten a good connection going, some things happen. And the next day, the, the other woman is like, oh, it was just in good fun, where she's like, no, I, I wanted to take you on another date. But what, what the fuck? <laughs> like, so yeah. poor, poor Sammy, you can tell this has hit her before. And like I said, a lot of, you know, buy and pan friends that I have, you know, they've had the same experience. So I totally get it. Um, it doesn't help that, unfortunately, I guess the dark secret in the LGBTQ plus community is that apparently just bisexuals are the most hated sexuality in that in that community. They um, are. And this is something that it it baffles me because really I didn't realize good. it until like after college because like I I mean it shows that like hate is taught cuz I grew up and I would hear some people say like gay was bad but no one knew what it meant because we were like second grade and i was like okay like in the flintstones they have a gay old time so we're flintstones (laughs) i just didn't get it and then i i learned what it meant and i'm like i don't see why that's a bad thing and then i got to high school and i had some friends you know say they were bi and they were just like yeah like i like men and women and i was like oh okay And like, I literally thought nothing of it until social media just became even bigger, like rise, we were graduating and bi people can't win because if you say you're bi and you're in a relationship with someone of the opposite sex, then like you're faking it. And if you're bi and you're with someone of the same sex, then it's like, uh, you're really just gay, right? And it's like, I, I don't understand why this is a hard concept for people. Like, bi in Latin means two. So, like, I I, I don't get why people minimalize it. But it, it seems the bi people, that they're just always being, like, shat on. And I feel so bad for my bi friends because they oh. don't deserve that. It's like, if someone says they're bi, they're bi. It doesn't matter who they're dating, like, even if they're dating another bi person, it's like, just let them be bi. For real. 
Um, it's just one of those things. First of all, human sexuality is it's it's a moving target. Let's get that straight. Like you can be attracted to somebody of any sex, and it really doesn't mean really doesn't mean anything for the most part until you kind of do something about it. And even then, if you do, that's fine. But yeah, to kind of back up what you said, when a bi person dates somebody of the same sex, all like I guess the thing that I've heard frustrates them or what they've been frustrates them is just or frustrates the gay community is like oh. So you're really gay, but you're just struggling with your sexual identity, and so that's why you'll run back to the opposite sex every once in a while, just because you secretly loathe or hate yourself or in all this other crap. And I'm just like, or they like both, and they're just truly not worried about like the attraction's attraction, and it's the person that they're attracted to, not like what's in between their legs, to where it's just like it's. I'm like, just let them be, damn it. Let like them live. Is it, like, is it weird that it's like I can like, like, it's just I don't know why the hell they're because apparently my one of my ex girlfriends was bi, and this is how I found that out. Like, just I'm like, wait, what? Oh yeah, we're hated by the gay community. We're hated by LGBTQ plus, despite we're the B in it. Um, like the Alphabet Mafia does not own us. Like they will, they will not. Like I'm like, what the frick? Like, yeah, and I'm just like, damn, that really sucks. So, no, I don't blame Sammy for being upset. But then, in next in the show, we get an alert. Alert, alert, everyone's freaking out. And it's the rating vote, in which case the players vote and rate each other. And in this one, this is where the tools come out to play. It's the hammer versus the screwdriver. And good God in heaven. It is so hilarious because they do not like each other. And they we can tell they don't like each other because they put each other last. Literally. I'm just like, it's the tool calling the tool the tool. If this isn't a definition of the pot calling the kettle black, I don't know what the hell is. Joey and Joey and Antonio, in my opinion, are two very big tools. Doesn't mean that's not a horrible thing, okay? You can't like you can't hate on a hammer as long as he's not taking as long as he's not treating little guys as nails. You know, it's one of those things like it'd be different. Like if Joey rolled up on Shuby, like, what's up, pussy? You can't even lift, bro. Like, okay, calm the fuck down, you tool bag. Jesus Christ. But no, like instead, if he rolled up, what's up, Shuby? Hey man, what's good, dog? And then like they just chilled and hang like it plays the chill tool is okay. You know, it just means like, hey, you know what's good, dude? He'll have you back. He's kind of like your big brother. He's going to protect you. Same time, you help him with his math homework, help him with his finances and stuff. You take care of each other. It's a symbiotic relationship. It's like, I just see both. They're both just tools. They're just on the opposite sides of the damn shed. And they are just have no, no love for each other. But everyone struggles with these ratings because everyone's just like, oh, my God. Who do I put first? Who do I put second? Shuby's name comes up as in in the top three multiple times, except for Sammy, who has no choice but to put him at six because they just haven't talked to each other that much. Yeah, like I've got I've got the ones they show you know written down, and like you said, it, it was funny with Joey versus Antonio because almost every time there's ratings, you know, people kind of pause, like uh, what order do I want? And both of these guys immediately throw each other last place, like. No second thought. 
just like bam there we go and like joey calls antonio the darth vader to Luke skywalker like now that the challenge is casting people from the circle i need joey and antonio to be cast and there to be like a rivals four and them to be pairs like i need this to happen because that would be hilarious to watch they'd be that team where like if they put their differences aside and work together they'd be amazing but they'd also most likely implode by just not wanting to work with each other. Um, and then let's see, who else do we have? Antonio. I feel like he got that wrong. He's the Darth Vader to my Luke Skywalker. <laughs> my Luke Skywalker. No, he's the Darth Maul to your Count Dooku. And true Star Wars fans who watch the cartoons know what the fuck that means. Because at the end of that show, they were at each other's throats and they were ready. They were literally ready to go to war with each other. They tried to kill each other multiple times. Make no mistake, that is what these two are at. They're both on the dark side. But at the same time, they're like, mm, yeah. Like, it's like they're going to be only one. And it's like, oh shit. Is it screwdriver versus the hammer? We're seeing who's more useful. Um, just so we're clear, the screwdriver is Antonio. But, um, <laughs> but just, oh my God. Like, this is just, it, it's crazy, but yes. So after he puts Joey in sixth, uh, Antonio puts Mercedes in fourth because she never would outright promise, you know, to protect him as a number one, which he kept, you know, trying to get out of her. Like, can we be number ones? And she was always very elusive. So he doesn't want to completely write her off, but he's like, I can't give you full protection until I know you're fully protecting me. So Karen's strategy is backfiring just a little bit, at least with this guy. Um, someone who has formed a nice bond with Mercedes is Chris. He says she's a badass bitch and puts her in first place. Uh, Joey, after their nice little chat, puts Chris in second. So he's doing well. Uh, Shuby and Rebecca, their chat went well. He puts Rebecca in second place. Um, but then, but then, you know, Antonio really likes Shuby. He puts him in first. He really has a bond with Shuby. Um, you know, we don't see in here uh, who, where Joey put Shuby, but it, it's uh, alluded to. It's probably first place. Uh, you know, most likely. Um, Sammy, though, as you mentioned, put Shuby six only because she hasn't really gotten to talk to him. You know, he, sure. he's the one she doesn't really know. And then Mercedes. Still doesn't know if she can trust Sammy, throws her in fifth. So those are the, the ratings that Netflix chooses to show us. <laughs> Correct. In which case, we find out the results later. But um, in the meantime, also one thing that happens is, um, let's see here, Joey and Shubom basically chat. They, you know, check in with each other about like, oh, my God, how the ratings go. Joey, like, Loki had a heart attack, you know, same old, same old, basically solidifying their bond with each other. And I'm like, yeah, basically big brother, little brother, alpha, beta, who's who, depends on the situation. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically they're rolling, they're rolling with each other. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm okay with this. Then the game pops up of just ask me anything. Basically, what ends up happening is each player gets a chance to be anonymous and throw a question, throw one question at whatever player they want, and the player will never know who the hell it was. Good God in heaven, this is when the claws come the hell 
out. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I've got these written down. I do want to add um, a note that uh, just for for you and anyone watching who hasn't kept up with these people and you're wondering like what's true what's false um one cool thing i won't say how these guys do on the show but i will say the friendship between uh shabam and joey is 100 percent authentic um it's been about two years since the show was filmed for them they are still close now you know they hung out before covid now the covid's letting up um, as recently as I think like two or three weeks ago, they were hanging out together, you know, IRL. So this this friendship we see forming where they're like brothers, like big brother, little brother, it was not for the cameras. They actually did make a bond, which just makes it that much more special to me. Like I loved watching it my first watch through and then I followed them all, realized that and made watching it these next two times like even better knowing like this is a real friendship. Um, but ask me anything people get people get dirty especially the the longer things go on um as usual this is a game that went on for a good hour so we just see the the juiciest tea moments so chris you know gets anonymous mode first and he asks rebecca are you really shy or is that a front for easy likability and this is something that comes up again and again and again as long as Seaburn is on this show, people wondering, you know, is, is she really shy or is, or is she just pretending to be shy because she's hiding something? Is she a catfish? Um, which she is. And, um, you know, Seaburn, uh, as Rebecca, says that growing up, her twin sister did all of the talking for her. So she never really got to find her own voice. Now, fun fact, which we'll learn at some point on this season um the real rebecca is a twin does have a twin sister so this oh didn't God. completely come out of his ass he was like she really does have a twin um and this answer seems to placate a lot of people a lot of people are like oh you know that makes a lot of sense that's really nice and in reality like that is how it would go you if you have that more talkative twin the other will be more shy because they don't have to talk for themselves as much because they're normally together for the most part. Um, so get on, get on Seaburn for deflecting as quickly as possible um, and picking something that's semi-true because the real Rebecca is a twin. But this is the first of what's going to be many times throughout Seaburn's duration of the shy factor coming into play. Yes, and throughout all this, Antonio literally is like, oh, my God, I'm about to throw up. Basically calls her fake, and I'm just like, you're not 100% wrong. Same time, calm the fuck down with the toxic masculinity, dude. It is 20 fucking 20. Um, toxic masculinity does not live here. But, yes, um, basically, and, like, this reinforces the tool factor that is Antonio. So it is what it is. They don't show Joey, and that's fine. Um, but yes, the next one up is Mercedes, who gets asked who she believes is a catfish. And this is where the buttholes just pucker up. Because now it's like, oh, who the hell is? And basically, Michelle, and basically, Mercedes just comes out and says, I think everyone is a catfish basically sidestepping the entire question and just being like, and I'm just being like, oh my God. Okay. 
Yeah, should, um, we, should we call this the politician answer where yes. you answered and didn't reveal anything? <laughs> so you you didn't lie, but you didn't reveal anything about you. And, um, you know, Miranda hops in at this point with another poor flirting attempt, um, unfortunately. <laughs> and she's like, maybe Sammy's the catfish because she's too good to be true, winky face. And Sammy's offended because she's like, now yeah. everyone's going to think that I'm a catfish. And she's, she's not completely not wrong. She's triggered. Yeah, yeah she's, she's like, I've been myself. triggered. Like, what the heck? No. Yes. She's completely triggered and just like, I've been 100% authentic and real. And it like, Miranda just, here's the problem. And this is a problem that everybody with social media um, has run into. You don't know how to read a room when it comes to a tent when it comes to a chat room. You don't know the intent behind each message. There's so many different ways a message can be read to where she just it sounds like she's a calling Sammy instead of it being an innocent flirting attempt. Sounds like she's accusing Sammy of being a catfish. And it's like, nope. Um, yeah, can't add a JK at the end of that or something, you know, basically just something you'd say no. Um, so yeah. Sammy gets triggered, and I don't blame her. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's like, well, you're just reinforcing. She's all she's just reinforcing the fact. Well, me and Miranda are not gonna be friends next week at all. I'm just like, it is what it is. So then we get Antonio. Of course, he wants to to go straight to Joey. And he just says, word around the circle is that you're the catfish. Is this true? And everyone's like, oh, my God. And Joey's just like, look, I've been 100% truthful about who I am, where I come from, and the values that I hold near and dear to my heart. And this makes Antonio and Mercedes cringe. They're like, oh, my God, cut the shit with this family values. But everyone else really likes it. And Shuby like swoops in and just defends Joey. Like, don't say that about him. He's exactly who he says he is. I believe him. And then this also triggers Sammy because she's like, (laughs) no one defended me, but they're defending Joey. (laughs) Shuby defended Joey. Shuby stepped up. Shuby stepped up, defended his big brother. Joey saw that like, Shuby! Shoe bomb, bro. Yeah. What's up? I see you over there protecting me. I got you, dog. I got you. In which case, spoiler alert, we never see anybody ask Shuby a question, but I'm assuming it wasn't that bad because I'm because I'm assuming if it was bad enough, I'm hoping Joy would turn and say, hey, don't you go after my boy Shuby. I will stomp you with these freaking shoes. All right. I will stomp a mud hole in you and walk it freaking dry. Like a goddamn, like a goddamn pasta sauce, marinara, the uh, Italian. Ugh. Like, I'm so sorry for all any Italian listeners. I <laughs> like, yes, I'm horrible Italian. And I should not be enforcing these stereotypes. Unfortunately, Jersey Shore beat me to it. Um, <laughs> like, blame MTV. <laughs> like, for real. Blame MTV, Jersey Shore, Snooky. Um, got a situation. And I'm like, Yes, we do. This show is stupid. <laughs> like, get out. It is so dumb. And I'm sorry to make a joke about this, but it is so dumb. God literally took his index finger, put it on the freaking Jersey Shore, 
and said, I want this entire place messed up. And he sent a giant hurricane to fuck that entire damn coast up. And it fucked up the t-shirt shop, the entire Jersey Shore Pier, everything. Like you like they do the aerial maps over it, and you're like, wow. That enti- that that show built up so much bad karma. Nature to correct itself had to said, We're wiping all this off the map. You're gonna start the entire fucking shit over. Get it right and keep them motherfuckers away from Jay-Z if you don't want it to happen again. <laughs> Just like literally just the path of destruction through that. I forget the name of the hurricane, but the path of destruction was like, this was not, this was divine intervention. This was, this was nature saying Jersey shore is not okay. Get the hell out. Um, but yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, hurricane. It's New Jersey. Sandy hurricane Sandy. That sounds right. Yep, Sandy came in, and Sandy came in like that, we- like that weird ex, that like what that like the one of the weird exes that situation had, um, and was cheating on, and was like, "You gonna fuck with me? Fine, I'm gonna fuck your entire fucking world up. All right, I'm gonna take out your t-shirt shop. I'm gonna take out your gym. I'm gonna take out your entire motherfucking state. All right, scorched earth and hair weaves for all." Swear to God, okay, dead ass, and just took out everything. And for all of our Jersey people, I'm so sorry if this accent offends you. I'm horrible at them. And you know what? I'm sorry. MTV and Jersey Shore beat us to it. Um, I'm, you know, it is what it is. But yes, um, nah, but for real though, like, <laughs> like Shuby defends Joey. I don't know how, I'm sorry we got that far up though. I mean, it was pretty much on topic because um, I've been I've been making Jersey Shore references too. Um, and and the other great thing about this scene and Shuby defending Joey is even though we haven't seen them interact as much, Antonio, you know, feels a certain way towards Shuby and like even rated him number one in the ratings they just did. And so he sees Shuby defending Joey and he's like, no, Shuby, no, stop <laughs> defending him. He's my rival. And I'm like, you guys are in anime right now. Like, this is perfect. Um, and then Mercedes decides to stir the pot a little with Antonio because she's trying to figure out where his head's at, you know, and she's like, have you solidified any worthy alliances? And if so, with who? And so Antonio decides to also do a politician answer. And he says the only alliance he has is with God. And everyone, you know, is, is should have their alliances, but they should keep them to themselves. Hashtag, I ain't no snitch. So Joey, who already doesn't like Antonio, is annoyed that almost everyone's tiptoeing around their questions <laughs> and giving these politician answers because he wants the truth. And Mercedes just throws out, you know, hey, Antonio, if you can't be honest, then it sounds like you're the catfish. And this worries Antonio because this was apparently the last question of the night. So he's like, this is going to be stuck in people's heads. Like if he's not the influencer, the influencers are going to go in saying, I wonder if Antonio's a catfish. Um, 
And trying to defend himself, he spills out his life story. You know, he has his high school, his graduation (laughs) year, basketball effects. And he thinks, you know, this will help because he knows these details. But it actually makes things worse because if you are going to be a catfish, these are details you're going to memorize to create a life story. Like like for me as a writer, stuff that never goes on the page of any of my books, you know, I know of my characters. like. Oh, when they were 11, they fell off their bike and and had to get stitches. And that might never be in a book, but it's it's there as a detail if I need it. And so like everyone's just like, mm, Antonio, are you a catfish? What's going on? Just rolled out this entire backstory like you had it in your pocket ready to go for this exact situation. What the hell, bro? Um, yeah, I came a little bit too quick. I shouldn't, like, you shouldn't have it, like, yes. Yes, I can't blame them, because they're not wrong. All right, I am not going to sit here and, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. While I'm not a catfish, I have about six backstories, six totally believable backstories in my back pocket, in my back pocket, just in case I need them, for whatever fucking reason. Maybe I just decide for one night going to a party, I don't want to be Papa D. I want to be Diego Raul de la Vega. I was born in San Palo Alto. And you know what? My father was a cattle. My father was a cattle farmer until he decided to come over to the country. Okay. We snuck over. I was born here. Thank the Lord. So I'm an American. And you know what? I had a green card marriage to a bit for a woman named, by a woman named Tiffany over in Cali. And you know what? It was enough to keep me in the country. P.S. Ice does not really check that much stuff. They just confirm that you're married. And also it's true. Money makes everything go away. Okay. Yes. I have backstories stored up for days and fake names. Why? I don't know. Frankly, just bored because my job does not require that much brain power for being completely honest. So I have a lot of free time to just think about other random things, including WWE releases and what the hell happened. It's like so many things. Oh, Vince McMahon yes. is a whole podcast <laughs> another for time. another day. Another like, time. What is that but man yes, doing? No, point, is, point is, like, yes, like that backstory that he just pulled out, which is the, which is real. That's the crappy part. It's so real. But yet it's just fake. It's just suspiciously real enough to be fake, if that makes any sense. It's like, we got that story queued up pretty quick. What the hell, man? What you doing? What you going on? What you about? What you about? We shouldn't need to know. We shouldn't know this many things about you that quickly and that easily. I think you're a catfish, dog. Talk to me. And it's like, and and yes, basically, this ends the night. This ends like this is left in the air. Just like, whoosh. and like we don't know what else happened. What other questions? And frankly, we the, the show didn't care because this got left in the air. And everybody's just like, and everybody just goes to bed angry because they're trying to recover from all the claws coming the fuck out. Yeah, and to to end the evening, you know, Shuby winds up shooting a DM to Sammy, which which is monumental because they haven't really gotten to talk yet. And uh, he was like, hey, I don't think it was fair, you know, that Miranda called you out like that in front of everyone. To be fair, like, She's been kind of giving me vibes that maybe she's a catfish. And she just said that to throw people off your trail. And Sammy, you know, thanks him for reaching out to her and talking to her. But she admits, you know, it really sucked that no one stood up for her, especially when just right after that, you know, he stood up for Joey. 
And this kind of dawns on Shuby and he starts to just feel really bad, you know, about what happened. And he apologizes to her like, yeah, I, I see that now. I'm really sorry. And Sammy's like, oh, no, I've really upset him. <laughs> and she tries to make him feel better. And they have a nice little interaction. You know, Shuby says he hates the public group chats because uh, it's hard for him to fit in the groups and he prefers just one-on-one interaction. Sammy tells him, you know, she completely understands that because her day job is working with kids with autism. So she witnesses yeah. every day what it's like to be different and sometimes not fit into a group. Um, you know, Shuby thinks this is an amazing career. You know, this isn't something most people say. And he's like, that means you have a big heart and they, they bond and they really start to get their connection going. Just so we're clear at this point, Shuby could probably have most of the chicks in this house. Like Sammy would date him and be like, he's so nice and he's so sweet. And I'm just like, go Shuby for being an authentic, nice human being. Like, yes, this is a whole ass mood. Like Shuby, like Shuby is we all should be trying to be. Like, I'm not here for clout or fame, dog. I'm here for a hundred grand. Make no mistake, but I don't really like social media. Um, which is actually funny because of what comes next. Basically, we get another alert, alert, alert. Ratings reveal. Ratings reveal. Ratings reveal. And we find out how how the entire house rated each other. And in number seven. We got Mr. Antonio, the screwdriver duel. Like, oh God. And then we skip to number five. What? Yes, number five. There is no sixth place. Why? Because guess what? Sammy got tied for five. And they're just like, what the hell? This symbol. Oh, damn. It is what it is. And coming in at number four. We have Mercedes slash Karen, in which case this leaves us with the top three. Keep in mind the top two will be the social media influencers and deciding who's getting blocked, a.k.a. going home. And number three, we have Rebecca slash Seaburn, in which case that leaves number one and number two. AKA duel number one, S, Chris, and Shuby. And the house has mixed feelings. What Mostly Antonio, because Antonio knows, damn it, I have a target on my back and the world thinks I'm a catfish. Meanwhile, Joey is like, I'm safe, I'm good. And for the most part, I'm going to say he is. I refuse to believe Shuby is throwing this man out. That being said, Antonio is in trouble. That I can be honest about. I also kind of think that the catfish are in trouble because while Rebecca and Mercedes have both been checking in on Shuby, Shuby, I think, is, you know, a little bit weary of them. And um, in which case, Grand is lucky. Grand is lucky she's safe this week. Literally, because I feel like Shuby be like, Grand to start drama and cause a problem. She took out my, she's trying to hurt my best friend, Sammy. Yeah, she's gone. And like, but no, she well, not said just, not, this not just for Shuby. Remember, uh, Chris is the other one who's super weary of of Miranda. So literally, you know. if Miranda wasn't safe, I'm a hundred percent positive she would have gone home, and it would have been easy because they both would have been like, "We don't trust Miranda." 
send her ass home. Like Miranda is very uh-huh. lucky with these two as the influencers that she is safe this week. In which case, that's where we leave the show. They have to decide who's going home, and they'll meet up on the next episode. In which case, I'm happy Shuby got social influencer. I'm also happy he didn't get it first because Antonio's right. Since he got it first, that put a target on his back because guess because even after that was done, he was around the house kind of politic and being like, "Yo, Mercedes, I saved you." You know, just something to keep in mind if you get the social influencer this next week. You know, make sure you save me. So it's just one of those things where it's like it put a target on his back. We got Shuby and Chris. We got the God-fearing preacher who's also an LGBTQ plus member. Then we got sweet Shuby. Sweet, sweet, innocent little Shuby with a good freaking heart. Uh, and it's just like, what's going to happen? We don't, we literally don't know. This is a coin flip. Part of me thinks Antonio's going home. Joey's not. Um, I can't, I, I'm like, I'm calling it right now. I think Antonio, because I'm sorry. I get Shuby's cool with Antonio, but Antonio's starting a lot of BS. And honestly, I like being number seven. I get Shuby was seven last week, but Antonio is kind of like, he's put on, he's on a lot of people's radars with the sideline answers and stuff like that. Refuse to believe they're sending Sammy home at this point because she honestly hasn't caused any problems, despite the catfish comment from Miranda, who's just trying to start some shit. And then, honestly, there's just, that just leaves Rebecca slash Seaburn and Mercedes slash Karen, who I think they're both a little weary of at this point. Um, they're both like, I don't know if I trust them. I feel like, you know, maybe not even catfish. They just both feel like maybe they're just using their feminine walls to keep them in the game, where Sammy's being real. Like I said, I'm going to call it. I think Antonio's going home next week. We shall see. I will not comment on that because, you you know, I've seen the season twice before. (laughs) Um, But I will say, you know, because you've already gotten some rants on, you know, the podcast for The Circle. Um, But longtime listeners know that we've both had rants on the challenge. And I've been pretty neutral on The Circle so far because so far I've liked everyone. Um, Of the two American seasons that, that have come out, my least favorite player of all time shows up at some point next episode. I just Googled it to confirm it's episode four. Um, so once our next person is voted off, someone comes in. I hate this person. If you looked at my Twitter uh, when I was binging through this postpartum the, the first time, uh, half of my tweets in my circle thread were ranting about this individual I despise this person. Um, I, I've learned I'm not completely alone. Uh, by looking at some <laughs> old Reddit threads, I'm interested to see what your reaction will be, but I don't think you're going to like them very much either. But um, yeah, things are going to be said <laughs> when this person comes in. I get very triggered and have flashbacks to a lot of people I've met in life. And Oh boy. <laughs> Why do I feel like this is going to trigger back? Why do I feel like whatever this per- whoever this person is is going to trigger me and probably remind me of at least one of our mutual friends that we've had in the past just because at like with everything uh, you're telling me at this point cuz I'm like, "Oh my god." Not not really of one of our friends, but of the type of person 
some of our friends have dated. Like with you being, you know, a good guy who has to deal with all of us when relationships go awry, especially in our early 20s, that this was the person where you're like, why are you with this dickhead? <laughs> and, oh. and, and we're just like, ah, 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 and keep like going anyway and don't learn the lesson. Like me as, as a nearly 31 year old, immediate red flags get away from me, like kick away. And, and luckily some of the people on this cast immediately have their, you know, red alert meter go off too. But I'm just like, oh God, I know people like you and I don't like this. <laughs> Jesus. Now I'm both excited and afraid to watch this next episode. Oh, God. But we'll see. We will see what tool, what other tool bag is about to show up on this show and make some trouble. And we'll go from there. In which case, judging by this, will probably be <laughs> the next episode of this podcast probably be labeled Let the Hate Begin. Um, just because... <laughs> Of everything that's been said and the warning we have. But I'm excited to see who goes home next week and we'll go from there. Um, so um, that's pretty much all I got, except, you know, the classic hit with them socials. So you can find me on social media at the Angie Chew. So YouTube and Instagram, I'm at the most. Uh, Twitter. For some reason, I've fallen off the Twitter wagon recently and I'm trying to get back on it. I don't know why, like just occasionally, like once a year, I go through these phases where I'm just tired of Twitter. And it's probably because all the trending topics have been politics lately and I'm just so burned down politics. Um, but I'm, I'm generally on Twitter. I at least schedule a few tweets a week, even if I'm not personally active. And then TikTok. TikTok is fun. Um, I'm probably going to have to find this hard boiled egg video that we mentioned at the start of this <laughs> podcast. And I'm probably going to duet it and attempt it for the first time as a duet. So if this backfires horribly, uh, you'll see my genuine reaction <laughs> on TikTok. Um, and I mentioned last week as well, after 13 years, YouTube let me change my handle on YouTube to the Angie Chew. So there's no more having to look up my channel by my full name. Everything is the Angie Chew for me now. And I am so happy. Dope. I dig it. I'm happy for you. Um, you can find me on the Snapchat at Papa D618. You can find me on the Twitter at Papa D618. You can find me on the Instagram and at Poppity618. You can find me on the Facebook, but do not find me on the Facebook because I won't trust you. Also, realistically, don't spend a lot of time on Facebook at this point purely because um, purely unless a friend needs help, for example, latest Facebook post, which at this point does just sound weird, but is completely 100% authentic. Um, guess what? A Jamaican nun who's stuck in America needs help, needs help getting her hair done who has woolly Apple has a woolly traditional fro. Please send recommendations on hair places within Louisville, Kentucky. Yes, it sounds random. It was random. And it's what happens when you have a friend who actually is a nun. Um, in which case, it's weird. But yes, anyway, that's about the only reason I go on Facebook. That or either just to check up on friends because my Facebook video feeds have just been filled with nothing but racism stuff. I'm just like, oh my God, I know I'm a black man in America. Can, can we just not right now? I don't need to get hit with this at seven in the morning. I don't need to be hit with trigger videos about racism and anti-maskers. Good God. Um, but also you can find me on the TikTok at, at Papa D underscore 
618. If you find me on the TikTok, send me videos of you writing your shop facts because I mentioned this to a friend earlier. Um, not gonna lie, TikTok is making me want to buy a shop vac. Why? Because frankly, they're stronger than the average vacuum. They're durable and um, the only thing, I mean, they're easier to empty. And frankly, the only thing you got to worry about is changing out a filter or cleaning a filter, in which case, realistically speaking, I'll probably just change it out. But yeah, I looked at the only thing stopping me from getting them or getting the one I want is price because I don't have an extra $150 to blow on a vacuum yet. Um, <laughs> but we will see. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say I've been loving uh I, I, I didn't get a Roomba. It's called Eufy. It's the exact same thing, but a different brand. So it's like yeah. four hundred dollars cheaper. I've been loving it, especially with two Australian Shepherds and three cats. Um, so if you guys are looking for a Roomba, get a Eufy. They are on Amazon for like $110. Um, amazing battery life, clean super well. All you do is dump out the compartment and you're good to go. Uh, you can, they come with replacement filters. You can change out as needed, which I haven't needed to yet. So this is a good investment, but yeah, send, send Papa D your shop back videos. <laughs> I well, always love seeing what he's into on TikTok. <laughs> yes, I find random things. Now I've luckily, I have found TikTok, which I'm super happy about because I'm like, yes, Thick girl, hey. I'm like, you have H cup boobs. I'm like, hell yes. Don't you stop hiding them. Stop hiding them. He has found Lady Dimitrescu TikTok. And I'm like, what in the hell? Like, I don't play Resident Evil or whatever the hell this game is. But I'm just like, so, but yes, the internet apparently loves this eight foot tall, pasty white, big boobed. big big boob mama vampire and i'm just like i mean there's a reason i like tall women but at the same time like eight foot i'm i'm i am completely okay with saying this i don't have the equipment for that i just don't i'm not ashamed of that like eight foot you know that 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 i'm sorry that vaginal depth is has to be greater than the average person i refuse to believe at eight foot it only has a vaginal depth of nine inches. No, me. At that point, I'm looking like you're eight foot. One foot of that is gotta be vagina depth. I refuse <laughs> to believe otherwise. Because what in the ever loving hell? And I'm like looking at video, looking at video of game footage of gameplay footage, and I'm like, okay, I get the attraction. Hot damn! I've seen enough people cosplayer. Hot damn! I mean, like, can I just get a six foot version of that? I'd be okay with a six-foot version, like eight foot. I'm like, God, no. You need a seven-foot man just to attempt to just satisfy you. I'm more like a pet at that point. Damn. I need to, uh, I don't know if I'm going to play Resi Village, but I need to at least watch it. But I need to ask people for for a spoiler because I I started watching uh, Jacksepticeye's playthrough. And in the beginning, this is no spoiler, um, it's, it's a family including a newborn and you could tell something was about to happen with this newborn. And I was holding my now three months old. He was like barely two months old while I was watching it. And I was like, if y'all are about to kill a baby or something, I can't do this. (laughs) Um, So I turned it off and I was like, I'll go back to it later when someone can either assure me 
that the baby survives and isn't horribly maimed or something. Um, or if something does happen to the baby, maybe a couple months down the line when my child doesn't look so much like this child, <laughs> but I, I need to understand why people love the big boobed vampire lady. Like, I feel like I'm missing out and I've heard this is a very short game. So I, I'll probably just play it myself, but if not, I think I can probably get like a two hour playthrough of it or something and watch it. I'm never going to play it just because it does not look like my kind of game. That being said, I've spent enough time on TikTok to just go like, so the world is in love, literally, with this big boobed, eight foot tall vampire chick, vampire mom, because she has three daughters. Spoiler alert, you're going to spend the game killing the three daughters at some point, which is just going to piss her off even more. And she is going to run around this entire compound mansion house chasing you down, trying to trying to get revenge on killing you. Despite the fact your blood is needed for some type of sacred ritual ceremony, and she doesn't care because at this point you put your filthy man hands all over her daughters and then killed them. In which case, now you got to deal with her. And at that point, it's like, <gasps> it's like they're plotting. Believe me, every kinky S and M person is like, oh my god, step on me, mommy. Like for <laughs> real, like like I'm not even kidding you. I think this like the lady Demetress without even trying it started a bunch of tiktok trends up to and including you have fit girls who will put their phone down and then just step on it like like stomp on it then like smack their butts and then flick off the camera all while um listening to some type of acdc song i forget what it was possibly back in black i don't even know but like i'm just like what the? like and at the same time, i'm like i i like tall chicks let's get something straight Love me a six-footer. Dream of dating a six-footer. If I find me a six-foot redhead with six-foot redhead with tattoos all over her body, built like a North, built like a North Shield maiden. Oh my God! I'm like, oh my God! I love you. Um, if I'll make you a deal, carry me, and I'll go anywhere. I don't need like there won't even be a question. Carry me, and I'll let you step on me. I don't care. Like, let's go. But like at the same damn time, I'm like good. God, I'm like, I, like, I don't get sexually attracted to video game characters. Um, the same, and I just don't. I still am not. But at the same time, I'm just like, damn, like that is just eight foot. I'm like, I like tall chicks at like anything after six foot. I'm literally just questioning, do I have the equipment to eat to to, to just handle that? Like, I and you know what? If I don't, I don't. I was built a certain way. You were built a different way. Physically, we may just literally not be able to. Be compatible. We can be friends. I can be your emotional support Negro, and you can be my tall chick who hides me stuff off of high shelves and sometimes just lets me sit on her shoulders if I just want to feel super tall. And that's okay. We can make that work. I'm okay with that. I also just, oh my God. But um, yeah, peace, love, and pancakes, y'all. Bye-bye. You are listening to the Angie True Podcast Radio Network.